Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome, everyone. I hope you're well. I'm your host, Ben Lively, and you're listening to Shaken Awake, episode number 35. And I just wanted to thank you for tuning in wherever you are and whatever you're doing right this very moment. Looks like we have some new listeners from the Ukraine uh, tuning in with us. Welcome aboard and thank you for listening. We're certainly honored to have you with us today. And as always, I promise you another great show. But more than anything, my hope for you today and always is that you have an actual encounter with the Lord. He is always right there beside you and I. And if you find any value in these episodes, the greatest thank you of all is to pass the word to at least one person you know to help spread the word and uh, the the show itself. And uh, without further ado, let's get ready to invite God in with us right here, right now and allow him to speak directly to your hearts and minds. So here goes. Here is today's topic. What matters most to God? Does it matter most to you? So if you're like me, when you have a question about life, you come to God for help, right? Certainly that includes seeking out his word, uh, the Holy Bible. If you're also like me, sometimes... You go it alone without seeking God first or his word. But hopefully that is uh, few and far between and getting fewer and even farther between with every passing month, right? And I felt led the other week to, um, to make this week's topic about an encounter that I'm not sure we or at least I take into conscious account much. I happen to have a few topics in mind, and I was just about to open my Bible and search for scriptures uh, relating to these subjects when it dawned on me. Does it really matter what I want to know about? Or uh, perhaps the better stated would be, what matters most, what I want to know or what God wants me to know? So then I felt the, the tug of the Holy Spirit. You know the one. It's it's indescribably him. And he spoke in me a more profound question to ask and that was what matters most to God then it was does it matter most to me or am I asking and seeking God for what matters most to me that isn't necessarily what matters most to him you see where I'm headed with this it's a deep question it's a reality check type question it's a test the spirit type question. It's a test your heart type question. So I went to work to find out what truly matters most to the Lord. Then I wanted to make that a checks and balances list for myself as a guide for a living. If I was out of alignment in any one of these areas that matter most to God, you with me? So immediately Matthew 22, 36 to 40 came to mind and I felt that the answer was in these verses. And I'll just read them to you real quick. It's, uh, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. But something inside me told me, you know, don't stop there, Ben. Don't be complacent uh, 
and lean on your own understanding, there's still more that matters to God. So then immediately following uh, Matthew 25 to 31 to 46 came to mind, which occurs at the final judgment. And and, And it says, when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations. That's you and I. And he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will Say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they'll also will answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Guys, that's not a parable. That is what's going to happen. And in those words. Okay, so now it helped open me up to want to know more and learn more and search even more to find more. After all, what's more important, or better asked, what is more important than what matters most to God? Nothing. That would be the only correct answer. So, so far, I I understood that loving God with everything I had and then loving others as much or even more than myself was the most important and greatest commandments, not the most important and greatest suggestions, Not the most important and greatest recommendations, not the most important and greatest helpful advice, and not the most important and greatest requests. The most important and greatest commandments. So love, which the Bible also states covers a multitude of sin, is important to have and display and to give, right? But what does it take to love God and our neighbors as ourselves? So in my quest to uncover this, I was led to the following verses to bring his light into the matter and explain what it is he tells us in his living word. So in Hebrews 11.1, it states, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. In Ephesians 3.16-17, it states, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power and through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. In 2 Corinthians 5.7, it states, For we live by faith, not by sight. So then in Hebrews 11.6, it provides even more context. And it states, And without faith, it is impossible 
to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So belief, uh, belief, faith in the unseen and seeking him in addition to love. So now, now we're getting somewhere closer to the answer of what matters most to God. Moving on, John 1140 states, then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? James 1.3 says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So now we add perseverance by faith when tested. You know, the, the dictionary gives two definitions of, of perseverance, and one is actually theologically based. Perfect. And it states that perseverance is steady persistence in a course of action, a purpose, a state, etc., especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. And from a theological stance, perseverance is continuance in a state of grace to the end, leading to eternal salvation. It's actually in the online dictionary. So there, there's some more of what God what matters most to God. And first Peter one, eight through nine says, though you've not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Mark for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Someone questioned Jesus and asked him, when it came down to healing his son who was possessed in Mark 9, 29, he asked if, if, if Jesus could help him. And here's, here's what was Jesus's response, Mark 9, 23. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for the one who believes. Okay, so belief is vital. John eleven twenty five to 26, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And lastly, Matthew 21, 22, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Prayer as in pray for his will to be done, not necessarily your own, right? John 6.35, then Jesus declared, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. In Romans 1.17, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. It's a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written. The righteous will live by faith. So faith is vital, believing in the things that you can't see and trusting that they will guide you forward. Galatians 3, 26, 27. So in Christ Jesus, you're all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. Matthew 17, 20, he replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And he goes further, John 6, 29, Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent, that's Jesus. And then John 7, 38 says, whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Who believes that? 
Galatians 5, 13 to 14, for you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. A few more verses here. We've got a Matthew 20, 28, even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for, for many. And this one just, I could read it a million times and it hits me as hard as it did the first time. John 13, 12 to 14. This is hours before he is crucified. When he washed their feet, them being the disciples, and put on his outer garments and resumed his place at the table, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord and you're right for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. How hard does that hit you? John 20, 29, then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Those are true Christians. James 1 to 6, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Here's a big one we can all learn from. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceed what what a great way to describe it which exceeds anything we can understand i'll repeat that then you will experience god's peace which exceeds anything we can understand his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in christ jesus two more verses and we'll wrap up proverbs 3 5 to 6 says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. And final verse is James 2, 14 to 17. And this is powerful, guys. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed, and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So now we know what matters most to God from from his living word, not me, it's from the Bible. From his mouth, loving him continually with every fiber of our being, loving our neighbors as we do ourselves, actually placing them first. True and unfailing belief. Helping those in need with any and all resources that we have. Submitting to him in all that we do to continue to persevere in our faith through the worst of times as we do the best of times. Do not waver in your faith and obedience. 
serve God only, not the world nor what it contains. Have and show faith with works. Serving others with work, not words. Faith in God, not in yourself. Trusting in him and nothing else. Worrying proves lack of faith and trust, does it not? So my final statement is this. It's a a good practice to be in the word of God daily where the devil is not found. When you make what matters most to God matter most to you and make it a daily habit, watch how everything around and inside of you changes. It won't be coincidence and it won't be a disappointment. I can promise you that. More and most importantly, God promises you that. God blesses those who love and obey him. Please the creator, not the creation. And so my final question to you is then this. When is the last time you searched your heart? Using the things that we have unearthed from God's word today and spoke of in in this episode, how many of these are at the core of your being daily as a Christian? How many of you could benefit from more concentration on one or more of those things that matter most to God? And more and most importantly and truthfully, what matters most to you day in and day out? Is it what matters most to God or to what matters most to you? So before we end today's show, I just wanted to thank you all again for tuning in and I hope you were touched by today's message and scripture. And I'd like to ask you a favor, only if you received any value out of today's show, would you tell at least one person you know, call them, text them, email them, talk to them, tell them to give the show a listen. And you can check out the show at shaken-awake.com. You can email me directly as some of you do uh, on a regular basis. And I I thoroughly enjoy that. Um, You can email me at ben at shaken-awake.com or call or text me directly for any reason. 407-493-3208. Again, that number is 407-493-3208. And if you have any ideas for the show or have a, uh, a testimony, let me know. I'd love to hear it. So next week, tune in next Sunday or whenever you're able as we dive into another important topic of our day, which is how the devil attacks, deceives, misdirects, accuses, and destroys you. Next week's episode is another powerful and do not miss episode. Thank you all for joining. Until next week, take great care of yourself and each other and God bless you all. 